And now, a bit of romance. Two girls on a quest to find which rom-com is the best. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hello, and welcome to P.S. I Love Rom-coms, the podcast about boys winking, heart sinking, and Mandy Patinkin. I'm Mia. I'm Allie. P.S. I Love Rom-Coms is a podcast where each week, Mia and I, rom-com aficionados, will go to any length. Guys, we will <laughs> climb the cliffs of insanity if we have to, to try to answer that burning question, which rom-com is the best rom-com <laughs> of all time? Joining us today is a very talented comedian and actress, and if she was in a rom-com, she'd be a bass guitarist for a garage rock band who falls in love with a pink-haired heartbreaker. But to win her pink-haired love's affection, she'll have to battle an army of their exes. You guys, it's the one and only Janitra Toll! Hello! I am so cool. Now, Janitra, we like to start off each episode with a little segment called Which Rom-Com Hero Slash Heroine Are You Channeling? Where we equate the experiences we've had this week with a famous rom-com hero or heroine. Um, And I can start us off uh, uh, this week. Uh, So this week, um, uh, I think I'm channeling... Uh, Sine Lathan's character from uh, Love and Basketball, Monica. Just because, not because I'm all of a sudden really good at basketball. I've (laughs) never been good at basketball. Um, (laughs) But uh, because, okay, so I moved this week to uh, an apartment, a new apartment, and. I know it's I it it's so bad. Cool. Mia, it's been an insane week. I I I literally was like a week ago Allie was like I'm looking at apartments. <laughs> I I this past week I got a part-time job and what? moved and moved and it's Whoa. just been and I didn't plan it to be like that. I was like uh but it everything just kind of like happened really fast and I had a little bit of whiplash but the okay so the exciting part is that I um this has never happened to me before but I have a very handsome neighbor oh my god <laughs> I was moving in and um I moved in while it was raining um and I was oh like god. covered in I know I was like covered in rain and I like uh couldn't like somebody was parked in my parking spot and I didn't know what to do and this handsome guy my neighbor named Hans comes out of nowhere also covered in rain and I was like excuse me do you know whose car this is I think they're parked in my spot and he's like oh yeah I know whose car that is it's blah 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 and I was like oh and he's like I can ask him to move it. I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, I'm Hans, by the way. I'm like, I'm Allie. He's like, do you live in number four? I was like, yeah. He's like, I. this sounds like a Robka. He's like, I live in number three. I'm right below you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, And so, you know, um, I, you know, kind of like 
Monica's, you know, the love of her life is, you know, across the street from her and she can, you know, look into his window. Um, maybe, guys, the love of my life is living below me. Um, I don't know. Ooh. Ooh, oh I God. love that. Oh I don't God, know. Oh, the fact that you met in the rain. Oh. I know. And it never rains here. Wild. Oh my God, it's never rained in Los Angeles. And beautiful men named Hans never are like, do you want me to handle a conflict with a neighbor? <laughs> oh, no. um, oh my God. Wait, that's amazing. It, thank you. The only downside is now that I know he lives below me, I like... I'm walking so lightly in my apartment because I don't want him to think that I'm like heavy footed. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. so hard. It's so hard to be an upstairs neighbor. And I, I don't know what the solution is. Just walk like you walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if this is going to be a thing, he's going to need to know that you're heavy footed from the jump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what if he doesn't like a heavy footed gal? Cause I am, I'm a clomper. I like well, then, clomp around. If he doesn't like a clomp, around then then he's not the one you know what i'm saying let him know that because i clomp around too and there's just no hiding it so it's just it is what it is (laughs) yeah i need to be able to clomp around at 2 a.m if you can't handle me at my heavy-footed clomp around you don't deserve me at my tiptoe (laughs) tiptoe but yeah that's that's where i'm at maybe Maybe the beginnings of a, a beautiful romance, or maybe I will never see him again, or only, you know, when I'm taking out the garbage. But yeah, that's who I'm channeling this week. Mia, who are you channeling? Um, I'm channeling a character from a similar Girl Next Door classic film, but that's not why I'm channeling her. But I am channeling Nicole Maris from the absolutely perfect rom-com Drive Me Crazy. Um, oh. Yes. And she's played by um, late 90s, early aughts icon, Melissa Joan Hart. And mm-hmm. um, I wish I was channeling her because I had a sexy neighbor I could see from my window and they <laughs> could see me and it was consensual looking across. But, um, <laughs> but no, I'm channeling her because I just spent a week. I hopped out of my my house bubble. I joined a different house bubble. I was with my sister and her newborn adorable baby for like a week and a half. And um, the Drive Me Crazy opens with like, this is like a scene that's like, I always forget, but it's like it opens with Nicole having stayed up all night to work on her plans for her high school centennial event. And I spent the last week and a half um, not sleeping um, to help care for a newborn baby, which is the best reason to not sleep. And it was wild. It I was, I, I, I mean, those of you who know me know I can't, I have a really difficult time waking up before 11 a.m. I was getting up at 7.30 a.m. all by myself, getting up, taking dogs for walks, heating up milk for babies, burping babies, walking babies around, changing diapers. Wow. You, you oh were God, burping so babies and changing diapers? Yes. And I, you know, to say I was changing diapers is an overstatement. I did change one diaper while I was there. You were um, changing diapers, okay? You were changing diapers. <laughs> I am changing diapers. And um, I bonded with my baby nephew, which was incredible. But I was I was watching the film towards the end of the week. I was watching it at 930 in the morning because I was awake. And um, I saw Nicole and the look in her eyes when, when she was like, I've been up all night. And her friend is like, are you okay? And she was like, I'm insane, aren't I? And I was here. I was at 930 in the morning watching the best rom-com of all time being like, 
I'm insane, aren't I? Um, but the, the film is so good. And I don't know if it's because I watched it a million times when I was like nine. But if you get the chance, um, it's streaming on Amazon if you have a stars add-on. <laughs> but however you can watch your film. Oh, my God. Last thing I'll say about the film. I just was looking it up because I was like, God, this film is so good. Like, how, Who made it? The One of the creators of Party Down wrote the screenplay. Allie's having technical difficulties, but she is trying to tell me that she loves Party Down, which I also love Party Down. Party Down is so good. Party Down is so good. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Oh, my God. So it's just, of course, of course, the creator of Party Down wrote this great rom-com, um, which is based on a book, but he wrote the screenplay. Um, okay, so that's who I'm channeling, which is such an honor because I love that character in that movie. Janitra, who are you channeling this week? Okay. Um, it is so wild that you introduced me as a uh, guitarist, uh, <gasps> punk rocker chick because because okay because I've been thinking about this a lot and I'm not I don't watch a whole lot of rom-coms but I I was like okay I'm either channeling what's her face from my big fat Greek wedding um yes yes. or the um the girl who gets dumped in Scott Pilgrim and goes through a whole like metamorphosis (gasps) oh my god do tell that's Um, amazing so, <laughs> uh, I really do feel like I've come out the other end recently of like a whole, I really kind of had to dig into myself really and, um, you know, sort some things out. And I feel like recently, like within the past week, I've like come out of the other end and made like some like bet on myself, if you, if you will, and made some like huge choices <laughs> for my life. Oh my God. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm also very scared. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but um, the, that's who I'm channeling. And I know in my big fat Greek wedding, she's like, I'm going to go to college. Let me just let me just take this chance on myself. And then she starts to kind of bloom a little bit. And that's when uh, the love of her life walks in. Now, there's no love of their life walking into my life as <laughs> Yet, Janitra, yet you are getting, you are priming yourself for it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm setting myself, I'm setting myself up for me. So there's going to be a lot of selfishness happening. I don't know, I don't know, but this is where it's at. I don't think that's selfish. That's that's self love, and that's beautiful, and I love that. And if there is any time to start doing it, it's after the year we've had. It is right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that is fuck. Yes, Denitra. Yeah, after the whatever this storm is, I don't know if we're almost done with it. I hope so. But you know, the Renaissance mm-hmm. happens, and I just want to be ready for it. I want to be ready <laughs> for all of that oh <laughs> art, God. love, whatever is happening. I want to bloom and, I, and party. That's what I want to do. Yes. yes. <gasps> I love that. That's so inspirational. Also, like, isn't there, like, didn't I was reading an article about like the last kind of like big pandemic afterwards, like the period afterwards was the roaring 20s. The roaring 20s. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be like you said, Janitra, like a renaissance, roaring 20s. Just going to be a lot of art and parties and celebrations. Yes. So oh, looking please, forward please, to please. that. Please, uh, please. Fun outfits, cool new haircuts, <laughs> uh, champagne. <Yeah. laughs> well, speaking of a big, fun adventure, let's get into our movie discussion. Yes. This week, we watched the iconic 1987 Rob Reiner film, The Princess Bride. In this film, a grandfather reads the story of The Princess Bride to his sick grandson. 
This is a fairy tale love story of Wesley, played by Carrie Elwes, and Buttercup, played by Robin Wright. The story starts with Wesley going to seek his fortune and promising to return to Buttercup as a rich man. However, when Buttercup hears of Wesley's death, she agrees to marry Prince Humperdinck. Only later does she find out that Wesley is, in fact, alive. Now, the couple must overcome an evil prince, giant rodents, a six-fingered man, and death itself to return to one another. The Prince's Bride was directed by Rob Reiner and written by William Goldman, who wrote the book of the same title. The film was first released in the United States on September 25th, 1987, and was received by critics at the time. Oh, sorry. And was well received by critics at the time. (laughs) Not only was it received, but it was received well. Um, uh, But it only had a modest box office success. Over time, Mm -hmm. the film has become a cult classic and is on AFI's top 100 list of greatest film love stories. So guys, what are our initial thoughts? Was it any of our first time seeing the film? I saw this film when I was, when it, I don't want to say when it first came out because that's not true. I didn't see it then. Um, (laughs) uh, But I saw it when I was very young. I feel like I was like maybe 10 or something like that when I saw Mm -hmm. it. And um, I remember loving it, but also really, really, really identifying with a young, uh, what is his name? The Boy in the Bed. What is his name? Oh, Fred Savage. Fred Fred Savage. Savage. I just remember identifying with him so much. (laughs) Yes. It's the it's the kissing. It's the whole like kissing kissing story. Kissing. (laughs) Kissing. Are they gonna fall in love? When he was like, he was like, uh, he was like, pirates and death sound good. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like that when I was a kid too. I was always like, ew, kissing scene. Except uh, like at the end when he's like, a little kissing's okay. I was like, a little tiny kissing's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I get it. I'm like, I'm on the same ride as Fred Savage. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wish I was a little conditioned lady. I was all about that romance. I was like, give me those smoochies. No, no. I'm afraid of the torturing scenes. Give me more. Give me more professions of real love. Um, Yeah, I saw it around the same age, I think. And I, two things struck me. I I really, I don't think I've seen this a lot, like very often since childhood. And a few things struck me, which was, I was, I remember the movie so fondly. I was shocked at like how much I thought adult life was going to be like the movie when I was a kid. <laughs> like, like I was like, oh my God, like kids are so impressionable. Also, why? like I, I remember like just seeing it and being like, yes, when people's fathers die, they avenge them. And like, yes, you have to like enter battle of wits. <laughs> I mean, like these are just things that are going to be coming in the future. And seeing it, I'm like, that's crazy that I thought that. Um, but um, I love, I love this movie. And I don't think little me appreciated how hot everyone in this movie is. Um, I know I didn't. I know I, I didn't until oh I watched God. it this time. And I was like, you are a different lady, Janitra. Because everyone yes. in this is hot. Everyone. <laughs> Every single person is hot and aged amazingly. Um, oh, yeah. Like, Robin Wright is gorgeous now. They all have such interesting careers. Specifically, Anigo Montoya, played by Mandy, Mandy Patinkin, yes. basically like disappears and then reappears in Homeland, in which he's like hot dad bod vibes. I mean, so Robin Wright did a similar thing where she, I felt like she disappeared a little bit and then she was like 
in House of Cards and a yes. completely <laughs> different role than, you know, passive buttercup. <laughs> Something that struck me that I never would have caught on to as a youngster is the how the drama of it all everything is like the pit of despair the cliffs yes. of insanity uh yes. i was like Fire swamp. <laughs> yeah i was everything was just like the most extreme version of what um i don't know of what it actually is like what does, does this happen for real <laughs> something yes. that like i in like a similar vein janitra that i like saw this time was like how like you said, everything was like dramatic, but it, like the sets itself, like seemed like like almost like a play set or oh, like yeah, a, a set that was the like the production value. It was like painted backdrops and like rocks that were obviously made out of foam and like <laughs> you know, very very like kind of like low production value, but like it was okay because it was like a children's fantasy story. Um, yes. But it was like rewatching it and I was like oh in my mind the production value was like so much different um yeah. but this was like almost like you know fairy tale like cartoonish which I liked and, and it went with the tone well but that was something that I as an adult I was seeing with new eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. I love that everything was practical like yes. even yes. the the eels Oh. And then they're pulling them through. They're they're clearly puppets. She's she's next to a monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I forgot how good practical effects are. I don't know practical effects. There's like that's all I want. A nostalgia <laughs> to it, right? That's all I want too. It like those rats were really scary. Those giant mm-hmm. rats were really spooky. <laughs> yes. No, I agree. There is like a massive nostalgia to practical effects which which I, I don't know which is where things were like feel more real and like um the stakes feel higher yeah and I I also love I didn't there were so many jokes that passed me by as a kid like that I just like that, that are still so funny like with the big rats mm-hmm. like, what did she call them she the was like R-O-U-S's? are you are yeah. you rats, rats of rodents of unusual size rodents of unusual yeah like it's so silly the tone was so silly and and perfect and it reminded me a lot of have you guys seen stardust <gasps> yes it's exactly like stardust right i have oh not my God, just so- <gasps> oh goodness, you're gonna love it okay it's- i'll check it out i'll check it out yeah it's so good and it, it just like i've been i let's me i like love as an adult and i was like watching this i was like oh this is so much this reminds me because it's like a fantasy rom-com mm-hmm. um people on a quest uh and it but similarly has like such like a nice sense of humor love that Oh, in addition to the like loving the practical effects, I also loved, and I think this is also something that gets like lost as time goes on. I loved the fighting and how, um, like how I love a good like small bop on the head or when um when (laughs) under the giant chokes Buttercup and she just immediately faints. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I love that. (laughs) And even when they got like bopped on the head, there was like a head shake, like you know, like a. A little like flute. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, the the actors did such a good job of like they were playing it real, but we're also letting you know that we know what also is going on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I was, it's like we're playing it real. We're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. like the fight scene between Inigo Montoya and Dread Private Roberts, and they when they first meet, 
<laughs> oh my god, I love that scene. And they go over the whole, they go over that whole area, and you see when they do the backflips, you see where they land on the pad, and you see yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's almost like a wink, a little bit too. Like, are you really paying attention to? We're playing here. It's great. Yeah. I wrote down. I loved how long that scene was. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, that scene was like felt like 13 minutes long it was it was very I, it took me it just took me to, back to such a place about like being a kid and just like being like oh my god yeah movies just used to do that they just used to be like cool we're gonna fun we're gonna be here for 15 minutes yeah yeah my favorite part of that scene is when um Nigo's waiting for him to climb up mm-hmm. and he does like a little like I'm gonna I'm practicing and then he goes hey can you kind of like hurry it up because he's like <laughs> I, I'm pl- I've got my moves figured out or whatever right and then he like does a little like and then I'll do something like this maybe and then he comes back over and he's like well if you throw down a rope maybe <laughs> you know just like little I don't know I that's my favorite part of that scene there's my favorite I'm, part of that scene is that they set this joke up so brilliantly where Mandy Patinkin is like, I'm going to use my, he's like, I think he's talking to Andre the giant where he's like, I'm going to use my left hand, you know, mm-hmm. just for fun. And then, it, you know, he's fighting and he's like, something you didn't know is I'm right handed. And then he puts mm-hmm. his sword in the right. And then, and then when um, Carrie's like, I'm also left-handed. I was like, yeah! or like I'm also right-handed. I was like, ah! no, what a good, so funny, so right. funny. Oh, the, or even the uh, sorry, we're, I feel like we're gonna get caught up in like the minutia, but I love it so much. The writing when he's like, he's like, you're an honorable man. I hate to kill you. And he's like, you're an honorable man. I hate to die. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> this banter is so good. It's so yes. quippy and so good, and something also like. And this is like kind of like a rom-com thing. And we'll get into because like I want to talk about, you know, some people think that this movie isn't a rom-com, but something that this movie has that's definitely an element of the rom-com is like you never feel like anything bad is going to happen to these characters. Mm-hmm. And it's because yeah. like even the like they set up um, uh Andre the Giant and Mandy Patinkin's characters as like villains kind of, but very soon you see they're not villains because they're like, oh, you know, we want to be, we want to fight sportsmanlike. And it's like, no villain is ever sportsmanlike. Um, (laughs) And it's like, oh no, these aren't villains. These are nice guys. And um, any like very evil person is like stupid. And you always know that no matter what, you know, Wesley's going to be okay. Um, Mm -hmm. and yes, that, and that that feeling of safety is really present that like rom-coms like exist within like a certain boundary of stress. So, right. It's like, we're not, where it's like, we're not watching, um, (laughs) you know, we're not watching like a gritty political, you know, it's like, it's like, we're not here for that. We are here to feel stress in the confines of a romantic story. Um, that has safe little bumpers for us. Yeah, the true only stressor is, is she going to marry Humperdinck? Is that yeah. really going to happen? <laughs> yes. 
Um, and that's another thing that really worked for me in this. In addition to, I, I agree with what you're saying about the, the men and the fighting in this. And it was such like a lovely detail and also just very rom-commy and also very ahead of its time that they all were just so vulnerable and gentlemanly, like with their fighting. Yeah. And they're just like, I really appreciate your skills. I appreciate your skills. It's like, okay, I'll agree to well, that one of us will drink a poison chalice. It's like, we don't have to agree to do that. They all yeah. agree to yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Yes. And and so the other element that really worked for me and really made it a rom-com was I think they really laid the groundwork for the romance in the beginning. I think yeah. the sexual tension was palpable. <sighs> I think the, the eye stares, amazing. The hotness through the roof, just oh. it all. It was enough for the whole film that I was like, that is real love and that's worth fighting for. And that's why we're on this big quest. Yeah. Um, when she said, it. fetch me that picture. And he walked up to her so slowly. I was like, <laughs> oh um, my, my heart's beating 100 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> like oh that. It doesn't take much. <laughs> no. It takes some hot people and a lovely catchphrase, as you wish. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I feel like only good. two movies have done that successfully using just a catchphrase for I love you. And mm -hmm. I, I want to say this movie and Holes. Oh, my God. With I can fix that. Oh, I love Holes. I love the romance oh, I Holes. Love, oh, I love Holes. I love that. It's like that flashback scene mm -hmm. in Holes. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. that. Oh yeah, my God. she's like, the movie's not working. And he's like, I can fix that. And I'm like, girl, oh if you look like you fix everything. <laughs> Oh, it's like he's saying I can fix that, but what he's really saying is I love you. Oh yeah. my god, so oh, good! Oh, so good! Yes. It's really, um, really good. So, so good. Um, <laughs> so you know, and in here's I, I want to maybe dive into this discussion a little bit later. But um, again, when it's like, is this a rom com? Is this not a rom com? One of me and my favorite um, parts um, of rom coms are lovely supporting um side oh. characters humorous mm -hmm. humorous quirky fun side characters and oh my gosh this movie is packed <laughs> with like just grade a comedians like crystal and carol mm. kane yes. as the miracle workers are so funny and i looked up this fun mm -hmm. fact um on uh mental floss one of my favorite websites and oh, um love floss. supposedly billy crystal because like he imp he improvised a lot of his lines um both um he and carol kane improvised a lot of their lines and not only like his improv was so funny that Rob had to leave set because Rob kept ruining takes with his laughter. <laughs> and his improv was supposedly so funny that Mandy Patinkin bruised a rib from no. trying to not laugh. And so, and, they, and this mental flaws article also talked about how like a lot of the takes didn't get to make it into the movie because they were inappropriate for children. But I just like <laughs> wish, I just like want to know if they are so badly. Um, and also like two incredible performances by, uh, by Billy and Carol in this movie. Incredible. And it's one of those things where it's like the mark of an amazing rom-com is are the side characters better than they have to be. Right. And that's like, did you take care with the rom-com? Right. Do you believe in this? Do you, are you trying to make this amazing? And I think every side character was just done with such care, such commitment. I love the little 
like the, when they, the people that steal Buttercup, mm-hmm. which Andre the Giant, Mandy Patinkin, and then I forget his name. Wallace Shawn. Yeah, when those three come to take her, they're just like all so funny and so different, and you just don't need characters to be that good. Um, and they were they were just lovely. I would I would say that to me that this is that they aren't really that this is an ensemble film, that it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's not two people carrying the whole thing. This whole cast, yeah. all of them. My sister, because my sister and I watched it together. Um, my sister commented on Humperdinck and how like pompous he is, but also <laughs> like, like they're like he's the greatest tracker in all the land, right? And he shows up yeah. and he's like, I know exactly what happened. I'd bet my life on it, you know. Uh, <laughs> and he's just so he he's so much of that. And more. Everybody really pulled their weight. Really did. Oh my God. I agree. And I, yeah, I think, and I think the casting was impeccable. I think the character development was impeccable and the casting was impeccable. And I love, oh my God. I also just thought that was going to be so much more a part of life when I was a kid was like looking at a random area and being like, this is what happened here. Um, <laughs> I like to picture that and, Mia, like as a kid was like thinking that job interviews were that she was going to walk into an office, her future boss would have two glasses of wine and she would have to guess which one is poisoned and which one is not. I was like prepared for this. I was like screaming eels that let get louder, you know, quicksand. Um, Yeah. I mean, quicksand. I mean, I feel like some people our age now are just like, we always thought we were going to encounter more quicksand. Um, Yeah. I definitely thought that I was encountering quicksand a whole lot more than I did. And that I was going to be on fire more. <laughs> yes. Like we spent so much time on stop, drop, and roll for me to have never stopped up and rolled. You know what <laughs> oh I mean? Oh my God, of course. Yes. I thought I would be on horseback more. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like I thought I would be like horseback riding everywhere or just like maybe Definitely. just like even on a farm. Like, I don't know. Oh, I thought absolutely. I would be on a farm more than I ever am. Same. And I thought marriage was like going to be this thing where you constantly were like, oh, no, but I'm getting married to this man where it's like now you're just like, oh, OK, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I um, won't marry a maniac um, <laughs> who wants to kill me. Can I tell you something Allie told me that I was absolutely oh, yes. shocked by about this film, which is that Christopher Guest is the six fingered man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. No. Yeah, Christopher Guest of famed. Best in Show, this is Spinal Tap. Um, a, a famous guy in Best in Show who names all the and nuts. And he like, writes and directs um, those movies too. He was the yeah. secret man. Famous, famous yes. comedian plays yes, probably yes, yes. the scariest character in this movie. Apparently, um, like when they were doing a fight scene, Christopher Guest's character, he was like reticent to like hit wesley and didn't want to hurt him and then they were like no 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 you have to like go for it so in one of the shots um he attacks wesley and wesley gets knocked out but that was um real and he oh really God. Got knocked out unconscious. Oh, <laughs> yeah which is like that's what kind of scares me about the film like i'm like i don't know did wesley do all those like um like stunts in the scene yes. with adigo yes, montoya and their fencing scene because it was so incredible and they trained for that fencing scene for four months and the only the only time that they used stunt doubles in that fencing scene when they're um fencing on top of the cliffs of 
of insanity is when they do those like gymnastic flips where you're like, yes, of course, a gymnast would grab onto this bar and, you know, do a flip. But the rest of the fighting is them. No, they didn't do those. So they didn't do those. They didn't do those. Good. Okay. Because you guys, I always run fake scenarios. We're all actors. I always run really fake scenarios of like, (laughs) what if, like, what if what my big break is like, I have to get cast in something like glow you know like an ensemble show that you could sort of sneak onto. Mm-hmm. so it's like what if I had to do glow but they're like but you have to learn how to wrestle and I'm like no I would have to say no what if I got cast as the princess bride and they were like you have to be able to like um do these gymnastic stunts and I just won't I'm just not coordinated enough I would get injured I don't want to do that um quick, amazing um, I would say yes and then like the gyps Oh, where they may. I want to do an action movie so bad that like, that's um, I don't even want to say almost. That's why I got into acting was to do an action movie. I see, really? that. I see that for you, Janitra. Yeah. Your quick, quick sidebar. Um, Janitra and I have been on a couple of improv teams together and Janitra always Whoa. works in incredible like you are like one of the most incredible physical performers i've ever seen you are always rolling uh like doing like somersaults and like (laughs) cartwheels around on the stage and it's incredible so wait and and correct me if i'm wrong denitra but you did you once and if you you don't want to talk about it but did you once injure yourself (laughs) at an improv practice from trying to do this oh comedy. my gosh yes i did <laughs> i'm so sorry yes, yes, I did. and it was it was not even a show it was definitely rehearsal and i did oh a jump God. kick oh my gosh i did a jump kick because the character was like talking about how cool they were even though they were afraid uh and i was <laughs> like I did a jump kick and I went, cr- I came crashing down and I scared the whole team. Oh we had to in practice uh, oh because God, so everybody like, cause I had hurt myself and everybody was like, well, we don't know how to deal with this now <gasps> that you've gotten hurt. Um, and so we did practice. Uh, yeah. And I hobbled around for months. I hobbled around for my, actually my knee is still like, I still have to do no. therapy on it to get, cause I haven't been, I've been, I haven't been working out or anything like that. So now that injury is coming back and being like, Hey, what's up? I'm still here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. But casting directors, if you're listening, Janitra, not only a skilled physical comic, but will put it all on the line for her craft in rehearsal Just like, like you don't have to worry about me not giving it my all every time yeah <laughs> my poor team um, I felt so bad for them I really did because I was like I'm okay guys I promise like you don't have to feel bad and they're like too late we all have empathy and we love you and we can't continue now just to take a little bit of a left turn in the conversation because so i've been i've been bringing this up a little bit throughout this episode which is just like you know this idea is princess bride you know Mm -hmm. a rom-com um or not and there are some people on the internet (laughs) who say that it's a fantasy film or that it's a action film. And this is like a great time. I, I, you know, I, it's a good time to kind of maybe flesh out like what is a rom-com? We've talked about it uh, on the podcast a little bit, but I think maybe like honing in on the definition a little bit more might help us, you know, 
See um, if we here at PSI Love Rom-Coms think that this is a rom-com or not. And I was reading this article on Yahoo Entertainment. And um, this uh, uh, writer was saying that the reason why Princess Bride wasn't a rom-com is because the comedy doesn't come from uh, Buttercup and Wesley's relationship. Mm -hmm. So like important elements of a rom-com are you know, that the center of the story that like the main characters driving forces love, um, which this does check. Um, and, uh, that it ends that there's comedy and that it ends happily. And I feel like it checks those two boxes, but what this, um, Yahoo entertainment article brought up is they argued that the comedy needs to come from the tension between the two main characters. And I, and I'll be interested in hearing what you guys think, but I think I disagree with that. Um, I think that like rom-coms can be very funny where the, the comedy comes from external forces trying to break up the couple. I think that is just as funny Mm -hmm. as, um, as like people fighting, I like when the main two characters really love each other. Sometimes it bothers me when they're fighting all the time. And maybe this is just because I don't like conflict, but sometimes <laughs> when the main characters are fighting all the time, I'm like, should they even be together? But yes. I like that our two main characters love each other so much. Um, and that, you know, maybe the comedy doesn't come from them having misunderstandings, but like from outside forces. I don't know. I, I, I disagree with this entertainment Yahoo entertainment article. And I think that um, <laughs> Dana Schwartz, that's the author of it. I'm going to say her name. I'm going to say her name. I think I follow her on Twitter. Come on. Oh, that'd and discuss. Be so great um, if you guys had her. I would love that. I would love that <laughs> to debate your open invitation, Dana. I fully agree. Allie, I'm looking up some rom-coms right now to say like, okay, well, where do we see this? And I think about time. The people are both very normal and there's extenuating fantastical circumstances. Um, yes. I think the five-year engagement is about a couple that just whose wedding just keeps getting delayed, but they really like each other. And sure, over time, that does test their love. But it, I don't think it was initially like their... Um, I think it's, ex- yeah, the extenuating circumstances. Um, yeah, I would agree. I would agree with you, yeah. Ali, as well. And I would, I would go further and say that isn't the whole situation the fact that he's trying to get back to his true love? Like, isn't the whole yeah. thing built mm-hmm. on love? And trying to like make sure that it happened or that it that there's follow through on it. Um, yeah. Isn't that the driving yeah. force of the whole story? So yeah, yes. I mean, the whole journey is because he's trying to get back to her, his true love. Exactly, which is like a lot. Which is like the structure of so many rom coms, right? Is it just like like you, like some rom coms, right? Start with like yes, you lose the love and you got to get them back. Right, like that's so much. That's like that's made of honor. We just watched. That's mm-hmm. not that they were like in love, but yeah. But it's it's a, it's like a quest to get it's serendipity. 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 Yes, you've got to get them back. So get back. yeah, and I, then and so then the comedy agree. comes from all the characters that they come across, but the whole journey mm-hmm. is true love. He even has to get brought back from the dead because of true love. This is a romantic comedy. Yes. 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 I okay. agree. 
I Good. Because that article had me shooketh a little bit. Dana, <laughs> you shooketh me. I was like, well, look at that. Like, even the society's in a rom com. <laughs> Exactly. And if Jane, if you want to come on and discuss, you're more than welcome to. And another way, folks, I think we can help solidify or decide if this is a rom-com, in fact, is to move on to our segment where we count up all the tropes in this rom-com. Um, okay. Do, do, do. I'll start us off. Um, so some rom-com tropes I saw in this was I saw that it had narration. The lovely grandfather narrates to the young boy, Fred Savage. Um do, do, do. Prince Humperdinck is good on paper guy. He's wealthy. He's in charge of the realm, but you're just not into him, Buttercup. So there's that. <laughs> um, there's a wedding. Um, I th- I said that Inigo Montoya was the hot mess best friend. Oh my um, God, yes, I said that too. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God. Because he like, gets drunk and has yes. to like, kind of like, yeah. And on that note, we have the dead parent trope where Inigo Montoya's father is dead. Um, and then I said friends obsessed with love life because um, Anigo and Andre the Giant are trying to help Wesley get back to her. And then um, that Trump's that we don't love, um, which is that the couple is like heterosexual and white, which is like the, the genre tends to be pretty segregated. So like not not amazing. Thing. This whole film is very white. Also very gender yeah, yeah, heavy, yeah, heavy gender roles yeah. <laughs> i was so mad at her in the pit of despair wherever they were yeah in the the tunnel of madness the where of the rous is where that thing oh, the fire swamp the, the fire she was doing swamp. nothing it's just uh the rats are running around and she's standing in one spot screaming and then she gets that stupid log and can't even swing it i was like <laughs> like come oh, on he's gotta do all the work and he wants to live there happily <laughs> yeah right she gets so mad <laughs> No, no, no. Um, but yes, those are the ones that I saw. Ellie, what did you see? I saw there was a um, makeover scene where Princess Buttercup <laughs> goes from farm girl to um, princess. princess. And, like she has her. It's not like a slow descent down the stairs, but she kind of like walks down this ramp and is heavily backlit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so right. Um, and then. Um, Okay, this is like maybe a bit of a stretch, but in that opening sequence where like the where Wesley like that beautiful like as you wish sequence where like Wesley and Buttercup are falling in love, I have it as kind of like a childhood flashback or like a young adulthood flashback where like we see this a lot in rom coms where like people f- fall in love when they're younger. And then for some reason, like they get split up mm-hmm. and then they see each other again, like five years, 10 years later. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's the one that got away. Kind of a thing. Yes. What would we what is that? Called? What would we call that? But it's it's like like the boomerang. I feel like I. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where it comes. They come back to you. The boomerang. That's perfect. Yeah. That's what I would call it. <laughs> Okay, we're calling that the love boomerang. And then I also would say that in addition, that just reminded me of another one, Ali and Janitra, which is the perfect sexy circumstance, which is you're in love with your hot farm boy and you got to spend all day together. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect sexy circumstance. Yes. Um, I have the ride off into the sunset. Yes. Mm-hmm. Literally. Is That's that classic. like happy, happily ever the ender? Happily ever ender. Wow. There we go. I'm okay. Um, happily ever after. I yes. decided between after and ending, and I went ender. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, this is just like 
there was a lot like there, this was like very like slapsticky for a movie mm-hmm. and so like I think both of them were kind of klutzy. Like there's that scene where Buttercup and Wesley are on top of a huge hill and then they both roll down it so dramatically. Well, she throws oh, herself. Yeah. He he slips, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. I think she pushes him and then she's like, Wesley, what have I done? And then she rolls down and is yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, would, I agree with that. I would also say like that, like false ending, like not false ending, but like she, she honestly thinks that she marries Humperdinck, <laughs> right? Only for yeah. only to have Wesley show up. So like maybe almost that like, like the ending fake out, the fake out. Yeah. Yes, you hit upon a classic trope, which is when you're like, oh, they can't. In the end, it's always like they can't be together, and it's like just kidding. You didn't say I do. <laughs> yeah, like it never happened. Even though, yes. yeah, I mean, it's it's like, oh, I, I feel like it's a stretch, but it's, you know, they made it. The bungee cords no, made I it. No, I clocked it. Okay. Yeah, I clocked it. I forgot to write it down, but I did think that as well. Denitra, did you spot any others? I mean, I, they really didn't have a mute cute. She was kind of rude at the time. <laughs> oh that's good to need though it's that the, they start off hating each other that's like very true where it's yeah. like you start off being mean and then it's because you like love each other enemies to lovers oh i have one uh, uh quirky quirky motive um or you know he was transported in a wheelbarrow yes yes quirky mode of transportation yes, yes. <laughs> okay this is we're gonna need to name this but this is definitely one where it's like you impersonate somebody else to find out how much you that other person likes you like i'm thinking of like it happens in like so many farces but it happens in like she's the man Um, but when he's wearing the mask and he's like pretending or like he's like has his like um pirate persona Mm -hmm. and he's like so tell me about this farm boy that you loved and then it's like surprise it's him he's the farm boy (laughs) he's toppling down a hill as you wish oh no i'm gonna leap myself it's so good (laughs) so good good. um well that takes us to 16 y'all which is very deep into a good amount of tropes um therefore rom-com it is well done team Woo! okay cool well so (laughs) now that we know this is a rom-com Guys, it's time to rate it. So we here at PS I Love Rom-Coms have an ever-changing list of top five rom-coms. And as of now, here are our top five rom-coms. We have The Best Man. So good. When Harry Met Sally. Love and Basketball. Dirty Dancing. And My Big Fat Greek Wedding. So now if you choose (laughs) today, we can put The Princess Bride on that list. But we have to unanimously agree to vote off one of those other top five to replace it with. So what do we think? Does the Princess Bride deserve a spot on the top five list? And if so, who should it knock off? Hard. This is hard. This is hard. (laughs) Part of me wants to say yes, because of all the ones that you have up there, there's not one that's like as slapsticky and um, Mm -hmm. fantasy, like as like over the top uh, like a farce almost they're all like yeah. pretty set in a in a very real place 
You're so That's right. Really They're all very point. grounded. They're all very grounded. And yeah, I completely agree with that. And I, where I was thinking, I'm like, I would like to see an action rom-com on this list, but I think for me, I, I think that what I think I want like a little bit more of like the romance element, mm-hmm. I think for when we do put an action rom-com, here's what I'll say. I'll say like, I don't, I think, I think it's one of the best action rom-coms. I think I do want an action rom-com up here. I, but I don't think I could part with any of these films for the princess bride. The princess but Allie, bride. we should talk and maybe, maybe do a reset of the list, you know, cause I, I do feel like this list is just too hard to beat. So we could talk about being like, okay, this was the best of 2020 or something. And then mm-hmm. resetting or something. Cause I agree. Cause I'm, cause I'm, I'm hitting a wall where I'm like, I just can't part with any of these. Yeah. I but know. That, the only, the only one looking at the list, and this is really hard for me to say that I oh think God. is kind of loose or like could be knocked down. I know what you're going to say. I think it's going to be dirty dancing just because I feel the same way. People have been, I mean, like who, who is, I think Allie, Allie Phillips, Phillips talked about this last episode and like her words have kind of been haunting me um, because all I think about is rom-cups. But she's right. Dirty dancing. Like you want like a rom-com needs calm and like dirty dancing has calm but like does it does it have enough calm to justify it being on the rom-com list it's definitely more of a romance movie than it is a comedy and it's more um, of a drama there's a lot of it, yeah. hard, uh, a heavy lot hitting of themes in there yeah yeah a lot of trauma yeah wow so okay. i mean that's the only one that i think is like holding on there by a thread all right it's a little out of place i agree with what you guys are saying then so i think if we do demote dirty dancing though i think it needs to go on top five rom drums you know that like where it's like so our more dramatic Mm -hmm. faves can go there yeah because i'm i'm thinking i'm looking at these other movies and because something we were talking about earlier with princess bride was like when we watch it we know that like nothing it's going to happen to these characters. Yeah, like safe. it's like, it's a warm, pure, safe, like the whole time. And like dirty Bubble dancing <laughs> doesn't feel like that, but it's so good. Oh my God. It's my favorite movie, but yeah. so, um, really taking one for the team here. Uh, but I, it's big I, I could maybe see the princess bride taking dirty dancing spot. Yeah. Uh, I All would right. agree with that because I wouldn't consider if this is top top five rom-coms i would not consider dirty dancing a comedy in the com yeah. at all rom 100 percent com no yeah you guys this this conversation has really opened my eyes and i agree i think we should put dirty dancing on top five rom-doms and we should put my princess bride where dirty dancing is Whoa! I was not expecting that. I was really not expecting that, but I feel good about it. Feel good too. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) We got a new movie up on the list. It is The Princess Bride, an 80s classic. Woo! (laughs) 
What an amazing turn of events. Um, well, now that that's settled, you guys, it's time for our final segment, Reality Check. In this segment, we test out the tropes and plot devices in the rom-coms we've just watched and mm-hmm. see if they hold up in the real world. This week, we wanted to look at the rom-com plot device of the one that got away. This is a device that we see in a lot of rom-coms, love and basketball, just friends, etc. But is this something that any of us have experienced? Have any of us ever met a farm boy when we were young <laughs> that we haven't been able to get over? <laughs> <laughs> Allie Janitra. That I was naively over. Um, here's what I will say. I uh, I did when I was younger, um uh, meet someone that I feel like if I'm being honest with myself, I try to like not be honest with myself a lot <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but I do think that this guy was probably my first love and he went off to war. He went off to oh my war. God. Um, and then ended up coming back and it did not work out at all. Um, <laughs> oh God, um, but also <laughs> I mean, hey, it is it is what it is, and and I'm better for it, and so is he. But I will say that where the he he for a long time, like he left for a long time. And when he came back, he did come back looking for me, and we were <gasps> just in two different places for real. Oh and um I tried. I, I want to say we tried, but really, did we honestly? Probably not because we just, it just wasn't there anymore. So, yeah. is it real or is this the reality check? I don't know. The first half, yes. Uh, <laughs> were we destined to be? Did you, no. <laughs> did you guys like write letters or yeah. emails or anything? Yeah. Wrote oh letters, I sent him letters. I sent him letters. Um, that's so romantic. Yeah. Uh, when he got <laughs> when he got a chance to call, he did. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just like in the movie where Wesley goes away and then comes back, except for yeah, except for it wasn't there anymore, which happens, which can happen. Yeah. Which Timing happens. is everything. Yeah. Timing is everything. Timing is love. everything. And also like uh mental health is everything. Oh yes. everything. everything. So everything. everything. We, we yeah, that's something we talk it. about a lot is like the importance of therapy on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Which we cannot endorse enough. Nobody is paying us to endorse therapy. What we cannot recommend it enough. If you're struggling to find affordable therapy, please check out, and you're in the Los Angeles area, please check out the Valley Community Counseling Center where it's students who are logging hours. So they, it's a sighting scale and it's a wonderful, wonderful place. But that's amazing. Allie, Allie have you ever had a one that got away? Yeah, I mean, I think I talked about this before a little bit on the podcast. I'm trying to think, like, in terms of young love, no. Like, I was so um, just, like, not ready to... I, like, I had no kind of, like, young, romantic, like, young love situation. But, like, there was, like, someone that I met um, when I was in college, and we went on, like literally like the day before he was like leaving to move across the country we went on like the most romantic date that I've ever been on Mm -hmm. it was like we went like hiking in Griffith and then went to go eat ice cream and then like went to little Tokyo this was all in one day I can't believe we did all of this in a day and then we drove to the ocean we swam in the ocean together and then oh my god these are both movies (laughs) I know it was it was like so it was just like the date that just didn't end it just like kept going and going and it was like so romantic and then um he's like I'm leaving 
I'm leaving for Boston. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and it was like, but then we like kind of like would still Skype and, um, you know, write letters and a lot like Janitra's, uh, you know, well, he never came back. He's still, you know, we still live across the country, but it just kind of faded with time. So timing is everything. Timing is everything. everything. That's, you know, that's a little reality check for Rob Reiner's other classic rom-com, When Harry Met Sally, which is Mm -hmm. a movie that's all about timing. Mm -hmm. It's all about timing. I completely believe that. Um, Yeah, for me, I'm just, it's going to be a hard yes. I love all my crushes dearly. (laughs) (laughs) I was a little lady romantic, always having a crush in every port. Think of them all fondly. All of them got away in a way. And... um, (laughs) So diplomatic, yeah, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, some of them, I guess, grew up to be adults. I probably wouldn't be interested in anymore. But so many of my childhood crushes I remember with such fondness. Um, and um, yeah, and I just think, I just think, honestly, like love and crushes are just one of like the funnest elements of life. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's so emotional and it's like timing it happens and people are in different places. And um, yeah, and for the most part, yeah, I'm just... Um, did, did one get away? No, there's not like one I'm pining after, but, um, I feel like I've got a million farm boys in every place I went, you know, there's always someone, <laughs> there's always someone to love and to connect to. And it's, um, having a crush is just the most fun thing. I have to, um, say, so- uh, I have to say, I wish that I was like, uh, so much more into it when I was younger. Like I ran yeah. a hard sprinter. Um, from Same. I would be like, crush. No, sorry. Let me just push this down into. Yeah. Uh, oh I would, and, and now I'm like crush city. Um, and I, I'm like, yeah. oh, man, I should have embraced this sooner. But you know what? I'm embracing it now. And hey, that's we're just gonna keep moving forward. Hell yeah! <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. So uh, it sounds like rally does. Change check out there are ones that get away but for timing reasons that's sort of how it has to be and has anyone ever met a farm boy type figure uh, absolutely we all have um we have to be able to get over not over any of it love is not get overable do i sound insane no no, no, no you sound sound so love. Uh, and if in love is sanity, if you're in love with love and in love is sanity then that's where i want to be right yeah. yeah mental health is everything <laughs> mental health is everything go to therapy everybody go to therapy, go to therapy. <laughs> you um, well on that note of love and um taking care of your mental health that is our show um Janitra, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have any social media things to promote or important romance advice for our listeners? Uh, you can follow me at Janitra T on uh, on any social media platform. And um, my like recommendation for love or my what is it that you said? <laughs> Just like romance yeah. advice. Um, my romance dev- advice is like go for it. Just go for yeah. it. Yeah. Love that. Go for it. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Denature. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. We have a new episode out every week. And remember to subscribe and rate. And we are brought to you by Campfire Media. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, yes, of course. And yes, I love rom coms. I love rom coms. I love rom coms. Yes. I love rom coms. I love rom coms.
you know what an NPE is? Yeah, that's okay, no one does. It's a non-paternal event, and it's what they call it when you do a DNA test and find out that you actually are the milkman's son, or your parents used a sperm donor, or you were adopted and no one ever told you. I'm Eve Sturgis, host of Everything's Relative, where I invite my guests to talk about DNA discoveries and how spitting into a tube has changed their lives for better or worse. Episodes are out every other Friday, Find them on Campfire Media or subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Campfire.